Blaring, blaring, one, two. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> no, I just, I had the volume all the way up and I shouldn't have. Uh, I got you. It doesn't look like it peaked out, so. No, maybe. there you go. Yeah. As I talk into my TIE fighter. <laughs> are we going to do this again where I talk about how those movies aren't any good and you tell me nobody ever loved me? Yeah, probably. I mean, well, okay, we just did. So yeah. there we go. I mean, can we just cut to the fucking chase and get it over with? Okay. <laughs> what fucking effort? <laughs> The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Episode 232, Hut Hut Fuck Sports Ball. This is Cinema Psyops. I'm your host, Court. And speaking of sports ball fanatics, here's Matt. I, I don't even know what sports ball is. I'm not aware of such things existing. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no. Mr. Uh, ditching out on all sorts of responsibilities to watch sports ball and watch your team get manhandled like a bunch of toddlers in a fucking Catholic church preschool. Yeah, but that didn't happen. I don't know. Maybe that happened to somebody. See, I don't, I've never watched sports in my entire life. You're in denial because your team performs so badly, in fact, that you are now pretending like you've never watched football. I'm sorry, football? I, I, I've never heard of it. Is it? Keep trying is, to gaslight me and do? I will put you in a bear suit like I am Danny in Midsummer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means either. If you did know, you would think that I'm really fucked up for saying that. Because <laughs> that would imply that we have a relationship beyond this show. Oh yeah, no, that's that definitely does not happen. <laughs> Whoa. So Man, life yeah. is just not good for you right now. It is what it is, man. I'm not going to sit here and be all sad, too sad about it. We did a lot. The, they did a lot more than I thought they'd do. We? You're I on the team? I almost said the we, yeah. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I don't care. I, I suffer with this team, so I can say we. Um, <laughs> You've been no, there they, for all the low points and all the lack of cheese. They, they, yeah, they did a lot more than I thought they were going to do this year. So it just sucks when you get that close to the big game and then lose. We rearranged a couple shows just so you could yeah. watch some games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah like, especially when they got to this. You haven't been this, this excited about that in a while. Uh, the last two years has been really dark years for the team. So yeah, yeah. So it's been about two years since I've had anything to be excited about for them. So the Kurds haven't gone their way. The Kurds have not gone their way. <laughs> Collarbones have not gone their way. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know anything about it. I, all I know is that it's finally over with. And barring yep. the Stuper Bowl, that the Stuper Bowl, barring that, will be the, the last the, thing to go. Yeah. So yay. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, can man. finally start focusing in on what's important because yeah. May's around the corner, Matt. Oh, that's not. No, that's not important. We've got February. We've got March. Yeah. We've got April. That stuff's all pretty booked out, and we were kind of going over the what what we need to do for scheduling here before we started recording. Yeah. And when you found out that May Mate is coming back Oof. this year, uh, and May Mate terrible. is coming back this year. No, it's can't. It we shouldn't. I've got a whole folder that's ready to go, and it's being copied we over to the thumb drive uh, I give to you right now of May Mate. May Mate ruined Cannibal Holocaust for me. <laughs> May Mate, Mate in general yeah, ruined Mate, cinema. I mean, for everyone, it's just fucking ridiculous how badly he ruined <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust for me. Hey man, if I would have known that that was going to be literally a shot for shot shit fest remake, I wouldn't have put that on the show till after you saw Cannibal Holocaust. I, I thank you for that. I mean, what when I was watching Cannibal Holocaust, I'm like, uh, again, I've said it before, I said it again. I watched it, I was like, I've seen this movie before, and you had, yeah, just done very I, badly, just a shittier version of it. Yeah, it's like you actually watched those kids that did that play that was Alien, where they put it on on a super low budget for their school play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you watch Alien, and, and then you're, you're like, like, oh, so uh, that's where they got this from, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And then you're pissed that you went to that kid's play. Well, there's that, but that kid's play was done with more heart and love than anything Matei has ever done. That's true. And also, Matei probably was like, no, I totally came up with this idea. You know, at least those kids were saying, yeah, no, we're just trying to redo Alien. I don't think Matei is that kind of person. All right. I don't. Is he still alive? I believe so. Oh. Well, fuck you, sir. (laughs) He's not going to listen to this show. No, but but just in in the off chance. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Why are we talking about things that are like three months away? I don't know. Because we were talking scheduling before we yeah. got on air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We get into the future talks. And when we had episode 232, I had to make the football joke because I've heard that in a million football movies. 232. Yeah, 232. I don't know what those numbers are supposed to represent, and I played football as a kid. It, yeah, it's typically, um, it's one of two things. One, it's a special code for certain plays that your skill position and offensive line are supposed to know. If okay. cases a change of blocking assignment or a change of route running. Welcome to the football hour with Matt Syop. Right. Uh, sometimes they'll just start yelling out. A quarterback start running out numbers if he's planning on trying to draw the defense off sides to get a cheap five yards or free play. What's really interesting is you actually wanted to do a sports podcast when we first started doing this show and you wanted me to help you get set up and get going on it. That is true. And then you were like, fuck, this is a lot of work, Court. I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, I was like, no, man. <laughs> but also, it's not just that. I listened to some sports podcast and what a toxic if you think this is a toxic room to be in like when we do this show fuck man we're only toxic towards each other yeah i mean they're to- like the people who did the show usually you're listening to more than one person they're toxic to each other people like write it or call it because people get passionate about that shit and they fucking are way toxic it's just like oh. i've been subject to jim rome before i've yeah. had to deal with that kind yeah. of shit and you i mean i used to listen to jim rome all the time because it's like a car wreck and you don't really want to look away. it's like jerry springer just sports related you did you wanted to listen to see how fucking psycho some people are about their teams <laughs> but yeah my 
team lost. I'm bummed out. I could let it go. But there are some people who I'm friends with on Facebook who, when their team loses, it's a solid week of, you know, I hope whatever kicker dies. I hope that guy gets mono and dies. I mean, it's fucking horrendous. And you're like, I just wanted you to keep going so I have more clips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you sit there and you're like, guys, let's settle down. And I don't, you know, Jesus, it's a, it's a sports game. I've never attached my ego to anything externally like that in such a way. Like there's been very few things that I've had such high hopes and beliefs in that I've ever had to deal with that kind of disappointment. And don't get me wrong, I still love sport. I love almost all sports. I love watching uh-huh. them. The only one I can't really get into watching on TV is hockey. For some reason, I just Ooh. can't get into it. See, now I love the hockey. Or well, I, I love the old love, days of hockey when there was more enforcers and yeah, fighting. And I love going to hockey games. Yeah. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. I, for some reason, I just have, have, have had trouble getting into it watching it on television. But when I am actually at a hockey game, it's a lot of fun. And I like watching it. But I used to be very rabid about sports ball. I remember. And, when yeah, we first met, you were intolerable during sports season. It was fucking horrendous. It and was. It really was. I don't know if I was growing up or just found other things to, you know, take up my time, but while I still love doing it, now it's, I feel better about it now, but then, then, then I almost like, almost hated watching the game because I had so much involved in it, like so much imaginary stock in it. Now <laughs> it's like, I can finally just enjoy it for what it is and then leave it. I've been to like football viewing type things where the people are watching their team, but they're actually out in the garage because they can't handle what's happening on the TV. Yeah. And they feel like if they're going to be there watching it, somehow it won't get better and it won't turn around. Uh, superstitions, I still get them nowadays, too. Yeah. Uh, mine are not as bad, but uh, I I put on a new shirt, a sports ball team shirt uh-huh. at one point when my team wasn't doing so well during the regular season. They went on a freaking stretch and didn't lose again until they just lost now. Well, and I, so I kept wearing that all the time because for the games. The closest that I've ever gotten to that and mm-hmm. that level of disappointment and then the denial about it and trying to blame everything else but Ooh. the root of the problem yeah. was when we went to watch House of a Thousand Corpses in the theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it wasn't any good. And I was like, for the longest time, trying to convince myself that it was just too extreme for everybody else. Yeah. And that's why they didn't like it. Was it not, House of a Thousand? Not I that you, it was a bad movie. I thought you liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I did, but I was in denial about it. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I know that now. Yeah. And then the same thing happened to me again on Devil's Rejects when I thought I'd learn. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, maybe if I just stop seeing Rob Zombie movies in the theater, I think maybe then they'll be good. That's I think it was Rob super- Zombie that's, for you. That's when the superstition came in. Yeah. Where I'm like, well, maybe if I stop buying Rob Zombie's albums, maybe they'll be good again. Yeah. yeah. And then I had to come to terms with the fact that they were never good. <laughs> that he's, he's <laughs> that somewhat... Nothing he's ever done has actually been that great. Yeah. Really? Ever? <laughs> like even the old White Zombie stuff? <laughs> even the White Zombie oh, stuff. Oh, man. Really? Now, I'm not talking about the music of the other people that are involved. I'm talking about like the fact that he can't write a single fucking lyric without the words hey and yeah in it. You just blew my mind, man. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucking right. Yeah, and it was my wife and a mutual friend of ours, Jeremy from the Deuce Podcast, that uh, pointed yeah. that out to me, that all of his lyrics are hey, yeah, or yeah, hey, or hey, yeah. And it's basically like him and Andre 3000 writing the same lyrics. Only he's like, you know, bubblegum, Frankenstein's pussy, <laughs> crisis. You know, he just yeah. like throws a bunch of words together and then, <laughs> hey, yeah. And I fall for it because, you know, he says Frankenstein's pussy, I guess. I don't know. But like, dude, that, I mean, I'm, seriously, I'm like, holy what? fuck. Yeah, so I stopped watching him in theater 
years, and I thought maybe Halloween 1 and 2 would be good, but they weren't to me. You can't do this kind of revelation before we get into the review, man. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get in through this now. No, I got one more for you, right? All right. And then I thought, well, maybe if I just stop watching and listening to Rob Zombie stuff all along, something good will come along, and people will be like, no, listen, you got to check that out. And yeah. then when people did it, and then I checked it out, I'm like, no, th- th- this is still shit. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, well, he's going back to basics after Lords of Salem, which I was told by tons of people that that was like the thing like mm-hmm. you know was this is the new movie that he's going to do and i'm like no this is the the shining with rob zombie music videos thrown in over top of it that's oh, all this is it's I, just i it's, never saw that with a little so. bit of rosemary's but it's terrible is it yeah i'm not a fan and so it just it gets worse and worse and then like he goes back to his roots with 31 yeah and so now like every meme i ever see that's like you know rob zombie with clowns and a clown shaped guitar that's tuned up that's got his wife dancing on it yeah 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 like it, all those memes i'm like it's all true it's all terrible it's it's so, weird. I had a kind of revelation about the Beastie Boys like that, like years ago. Oh, wow. You want to talk bad about the Beastie Boys, huh? I, I, not bad. It's just all their stuff's kind of always the same. Well, yeah, it's fucking rap. I don't I, know if you noticed or not, but like hip hop and rap kind of stagnated around the time frame that you became a big fan of the Beastie Boys. Yeah. I was never a big, big fan of the Beastie Boys. If they uh-huh. came out, it was like, oh, I enjoy this. Not like I ever went out and bought an album or anything. Yeah. They just came on the radio. Oh, I enjoy this. And then there's just one day one of those one of the radio stations in town was doing one of those you know things like hey we play five of the same artists in a row you know uh-huh. and you know and then it came up Beastie Boys it went through five straight Beastie Boys songs I'm like I just listened to the same song five times well yeah more or less and I was just like that could be applied uh, to just about any artist and any music and I think a lot of it has to do with the record producers fucking with them and making them put out the same record could be I guess look what okay Tom Petty's because I would love I would that. love to like the Beastie Boys again like I used to. Yeah, but Tom Petty's a perfect example of that. He put out a greatest hits record and they wanted him to write a new track for that greatest hits record. Uh-huh. But he wanted it to be a single as if that was going to be an instant hit. And that's where Last Dance of Mary Jane came from. Huh. Which sounds an awful lot like every other Tom Petty hit and yeah. automatically proved the point of you can in fact manufacture a hit by making it sound like all of your other hits that people are already used to. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So... Well, so music is just shit and... <sighs> Fuck everyone. Not necessarily. Music is not necessarily always shit. But the plain fact of the matter is everything is a product begging for your fat ass dirty dollar. Yeah. And at some point in time, artists are stressed to reproduce. Especially if they get successful. Previous success. They are stressed to reproduce those same successes and reach those same pinnacles and numbers and all of that kind of stuff. Now, why are we talking about this? Because, well, this week we're talking Luther the Geek. We are talking. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in the we're, we're, we're in the show business right now this is a film that has a lot more interesting stories again behind the scenes of what's going on nice than what we kind of have on the screen because I have a feeling the review is going to be awfully quick the review is going to be quick there's only four clips it was an hour and 20 minute long movie and not a lot of talking really no and there's a whole lot of walking around and balking like a chicken yeah pretty much so the music that I picked this week is all about chickens <laughs> well in some way shape or form it's fucking awesome you found enough songs to lay out the episode but chickens more or less there's or less. one song that i picked to close out the show but the other two songs are, i'm pretty sure we're gonna have psyop news too yeah it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be chicken related psyop news is gonna be chicken related no no just oh. the songs that <laughs> I, I, the I tried to find some chicken related psyop news that we haven't done before i balk at that sir i balk at that <laughs> 
Okay, so Luther the Geek is a weird kind of a unicorn of a film. It, well, it's a trauma. Well, it was trauma in 2005 when it got released to DVD, so they got the stamp on it and mm-hmm. they have the rights for the release, and then that got resold to Vinegar Syndrome, who did a beautiful restoration. This film looks like it's brand new. It really does, yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah, but the original release company, now there's some kind of an intro on the Vinegar Syndrome disc that the director does where the original release company, something happened where the film was wasn't released properly or proceeds weren't paid out for it properly for Luther the Geek and a bunch of other things as well. Mm -hmm. And apparently the two people that were responsible with the release company that did that are now in jail. Damn. According to whatever the director said at the intro and he was angry when he was like, fuck them, they're in jail and they fucking deserve it or some shit like that. Like he was just like fucking flipping out. I couldn't find anything online about that other than what he just said. Now this was a unicorn for me in that no video stores that I knew of really carried it. I never heard of it before. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently now our, our buddy Darren from the Psychosomatic cast remembers that his sister may have rented this film oh. from like an independent mom and pop type video store. And I know that it was on the bootleg market for sure because that was on the tra- those uh, the lists of tapes that were available for tape traders, like the mythical tapes that people were always looking for. Uh-huh. I remember always seeing Luther the Geek on there along with like the uncut version of Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles and the other things that were really impossible to get a hold of in the 90s Yeah, okay. when I was tape trading. So that's where the title has always been a thing where I'm like, oh, Luther the Geek, you know? Fast forward to, like, now. Yeah. It's on sale at Vinegar Syndrome. I pick up the Blu-ray, and now we're talking about it. There we go. (laughs) So, does this ego attachment of this mythical unicorn film, of this thing that's, like, so nasty you can't find it at any of your local video stores, does it hold up to that hype? This film? Yeah. Well, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the audience, because we're going to get into that. All right. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play the promo for the Legion Patreon ad. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Luther the geek and when we come back we will have the trailer this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts i said quiet my fellow podcasters and i work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting but that comes at a cost what's that like to live deliciously Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room... Push out, push in and a push out, push in and a push out, push 
again and a push, 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 push out. Yeah, let's walk, 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 baby. All right, I promised chicken music, Matt, and yeah. I just delivered. That was called Chicken Walk from Hazel Atkins. Nice. Which is uh, writing filthy, filthy music back in the early 50s. It was like serious underground stuff. I think he recorded it in his house or something. Uh-huh. It's like him with a guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I. the only reason I know about Hazel Atkins stuff is because the Cramps covered some of his music. That's the literally the only reason why I know anything about Hazel Atkins. Nice. And I had to look long and hard on the interwebs to find anything of his. Yeah, spending some long and hard time on the internet. Oh, yeah. I would usually spend a long time hard on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what wasn't that long or hard to find on the internet? What's that? This trailer. Throughout America in the early 20th century, circus carnivals crisscrossed the continental United States. Carney Barker's hawk and baited a curious public to come see the sideshow freaks. But of all the bizarre acts, the strangest was the geek. The geek was a man so down on his luck he'd do anything for a drink. But to earn that shot of cheap whiskey, he had to bite the head off a live chicken and drink its blood. Do we want to let this Watts character back out in the real world? Yes, I think we do. Who is Luther Watts? Parole killer. There's a two-state alarm out for his arrest. Coming through, people! Move! Back up, back up! Come on, take You know what the guards used to call old Luther? The geek. Because he liked to bite his victims on the neck and watch them bleed to death. Your review, folks. We're done. I mean, literally, it was all my clips and yeah. Well, there's literally four clippable moments in the whole entire film, and they used all of it in the trailer. I grabbed all four of those. <laughs> well, you get to hear it again, folks, but this time with context. Yeah. yeah. All right, Luther the Geek. Fuck. All right. Uh, well, hey, listen. We just left the clip, so we might as well join it to start the movie. Throughout America in the early 20th century. Circus carnivals crisscrossed the continental United States. Carney Barkers hawked and baited a curious public to come see the sideshow freaks. There was everything, from the fat lady to the wild man of Borneo. But of all the bizarre acts, the strangest was the geek. 
The geek was a man so down on his luck he'd do anything for a drink. But to earn that shot of cheap whiskey, he had to bite the head off a live chicken and drink its blood in front of a stunned audience. The geek, an American phenomenon. That's not entirely true. What? Um, geeks weren't necessarily lowly creatures that would do that specifically for a shot. Uh-huh. Geeks were folks that would work in a sideshow and would bite the heads off of living animals and then pretend to basically drink the blood and act like wild, crazy folks for people's entertainment and for pay. They would do it for a damn sight more than just a simple shot of cheap whiskey. What this film is essentially doing is disparaging a noble profession. The noble profession of <laughs> being a professional geek? Of being a circus geek, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're disparaging it in such a way as to try and, um, I don't know, justify what? the reason for what their slasher killer. What don't trauma films? This is not a trauma film. It didn't start out as a trauma film. They just bought it later and put their stamp on it. Oh, I got you. It's the same kind what of shit that Weinstein does. What doesn't trauma disparage? Well, yes, but that's different. Not all trauma films are alike. All right. Just well, because they were bought by trauma and released by them eventually. I got you. You got to let that go. I don't want to. All <laughs> right. Enough. It is rural Illinois in 1938. Uh, we seem to have a torch mob coming out, and they're chanting geek heading into a barn. We see a weird-looking dude in the cage. They throw him a chicken. Uh, this little kid's trying to get a look, but he gets pushed and hits his mouth on a barrel. The geek puts the chicken's head in his mouth. And... I thought it was a wagon wheel. Uh, what? The kid hit his mouth no, on the edge like of a wagon barrel. wheel. Maybe it was a wagon wheel. I think it was the edge of a wagon uh, wheel. It might it was have like been. The, the part that actually gets Either way, the his face gets jammed up against into something there. Yeah, and he lays him out cold for a yeah. sec. Yeah. And the geek bites the head off the chicken, and the crowd goes silent. The kid's bleeding from that his... That fake chicken looked real enough to actually yeah. make me question for a second. Because the guy's handling a live chicken, and yes. then they do this really nice... And he puts it right into his mouth, yeah, so... Yeah, then they do this really nice, really subtle cut before he bites. Yeah. And for a second there, I'm like, you motherfuckers, did he bite the head off a... Oh, no, that was fake. Yeah, that's fake. Like, it was it was convincing enough it was that close. I, I bought it for a sec. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, kid gets up, he's bleeding from the mouth, but then he takes some of the blood from the chicken and puts it in his mouth. Do you notice he actually spit out his teeth and they were in his hand? Like yes. there's a couple of front teeth that were yep. in his hand? Yep. And his mom then comes by and says she's going to beat his ass. And we see that this young kid, his name is Luther. So Luther apparently has a very abusive mother, but they didn't give you much more backstory about that until no. now. Yeah. You have to infer that from that one moment where she says she's going to beat his ass. Yeah. And she seemed completely unconcerned with the fact that he just lost all of his teeth. Yeah, she doesn't care about that. Well, no, she didn't get to knock them out, so she feels cheated. <laughs> yeah, then they say Luther is a different kind of geek. So we get some computer readouts of Luther's murderous crimes. I did not read a single fucking one of those. Neither did I. I just saw murder. And then we see There's him There's a couple in the middle. animal cruelty ones that I noticed, yeah. but that's about it. And then we see him making metal teeth for his mouth. Well, they're there and he's filing them down. Yeah. Uh, we join a committee in progress in our next clip. Next case, state prisoner 879632, Luther Watts. Gentlemen, I feel strongly about this particular case. Based on my panel's interview at Dixon Correctional with the prisoner, I must press for parole. Why? Why in this case? Because Luther Watts is a model prisoner and has been since incarceration 20 years ago. His institutional adjustment has been remarkable, given his childhood. Jesus, H.Q. Christ, what hogwash. 
I feel Luther has more than paid his debt to society. Debt? Is that like taxes, Miss Butler? Very clever. But we're talking about a man's life. What about the three people he murdered? Has he paid off his debt to them? That really isn't the issue. We are trying to rehabilitate prisoners. Luther wants a second chance. And the victim's families, has he paid off his debt to them, Ms. Butler? That was 25 years ago. Luther was just a teenage boy. Bullshit! He's a killer. I know it, you know it, we all know it. Watts has been a model prisoner. His institutional adjustment is remarkable. In fact, in the background file from Menard Psychiatric, it states... Jason, we've all read the reports. Sorry. Seems to me, the question is, do we let this Watts character back out into the real world? Yes, I think we do. You're really convinced of this? Luther Watts has earned the right to a second chance. <laughs> You know what the guards used to call old Luther? The geek. Because he liked to bite his victims on the neck and watch them bleed to death. Human beings have the capacity to change. You will admit that much, Mr. Walsh? Should have hung the bastard when they had the chance. You're disgusting. I don't know how you ever got appointed to this board. Up yours, bleeding heart bitch. Please. All right, Please. Walsh. There's no need for that kind of talk. I suggest we bring state prisoner 879-632 to a vote. I vote for parole. Against. Against. Uh, I vote. Uh, for. Board votes. Three to two in favor. Parole granted. Next case. State prisoner 524391. All right, so this really is starting to feel like a uh, right-wing sort of fantasy about if they wouldn't have let him out in the first place. Well, also, this would have never happened. He, if you murdered multiple people, you don't get let out. Wait, are you telling me that this isn't written very well, Matt? Possibly. Yes. <laughs> One of the things that I noticed is he was in a mental institution. Yeah, typically they don't let you out, if even if from a mental institution, if you kill two people, and also can't speak a fucking word. Apparently killed multiple people. He killed multiple people, yeah. and he still doesn't talk. He clucks like a chicken. Right. They wouldn't let him out. The bleeding no doctor, hearts will. No, no doctors. The bleeding heart liberals will, Matt, because they want to have our streets flooded with mentally ill people, and that's why you have to stockpile weapons now, Matt. Now. I mean, I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. <laughs> well, that's kind of true nowadays. Um. So anyway, uh, we could to a dude hacking up a chicken and Luther is seen outside his door. He's also saying some really horrendous shit to it in Spanish. Yeah, I don't even know what he was saying. I recognize but... like 15% of the things that he was saying and the guy was saying some pretty horrendous shit. Nice. <laughs> Fuck, well, uh, Luther steals the guy's coat and leaves. And blood-soaked fucking yeah, smells like, like a chicken blood coat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he walks into a store and grabs some shades and then he starts drinking
breaking eggs. Yeah, he breaks them open yep. with his fucking wannabe Jaws teeth. And, yep, and then starts drinking them. And when I say j- wannabe Jaws, I mean Jaws from the Bond films. Yeah, yes, that kind of Jaws. Yeah. Uh, a manager shows up and threatens to call the cops if Luther doesn't leave. Uh, we see a couple women up front uh, talking about how moms are always forgetting stuff. And uh, the lady then goes, well, moms aren't so bad. And she goes, oh, uh, will you watch my cart? I forgot to grab Pop. And she leaves. And the the girl who's there in front of her goes, moms are a pain in the ass. Yeah. So the lady that was there is sort of our main character of the film. Yes. And she is a mother. Yes. And so the lady, the girl that is talking to her is actually a teenage daughter. Yes. Uh, but, I believe but not compla- her teenage yeah, but daughter. Not her teenage daughter, but is complaining about her own mother. Yeah. To an actual mother. Send her back to the store because she forgot something. Right. And then she's trying to say, well, moms aren't all that bad. And then she's like, oh, well, I forgot Pop, so yeah. you got to help me out, too. So that's why the teenage daughter, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a gag. Yeah. The teenager's daughter's like, oh, my God, even this mother is a pain in I mean, it ass. didn't land, but it was an attempt at a gag. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm not defending that. I know. I'm, I'm not just saying, saying you that are. that's what they're attempting to Don't do. Don't get so defensive. I am not defensive. How could you even say that to me, Matt? <laughs> Uh, if you didn't see the genius in the comedy of the teenage girl talking shit about a mom to a mom who then goes away and does exactly what she was complaining about her mom doing, that's on you. You're gaslighting me it's right not now. The movie's this fault. is fucked up. It's not the movie's fault that your sense of humor... I know what I'm being abused. ...isn't developed enough to enjoy Luther the Geek. <laughs> I know what I am being abused, sir. Uh, we see a cop driving around. He's getting a, a radio call to go to the Kroger. Uh, Luther sits next to an older woman uh, at a bus stop. He offers her an egg, and when she takes it, she the, he bites her in the neck, killing her. Let a good bloody gore here, though. Did you notice that the old lady actually wasn't an old no, lady? No, she was a very young lady, yes. Yeah, with old age makeup. And I read that the makeup artist didn't want to be known for this movie, so they said, don't release our names. Yeah, he didn't want any credit at all. Yeah. And um, apparently, I don't know who the makeup artist was. I think that's how he wanted it. Yeah. He but, or she, I don't know. No, it was a he. It was a he. I know that's that because I watched it. some of the interview stuff behind behind the scenes. Ah. Um, the actual end result of the neck biting stuff is actually not that bad. No, I, the gore part was really pretty good. Yeah. The old age makeup wasn't that horrible either. Yeah. Um, especially like around her eyes and stuff, it was actually relatively convincing. And if you don't pay close attention and you don't see it in high def, you probably wouldn't have even noticed that that wasn't an actual old lady. This is true. We see uh, the lady from before the mom is leaving the store and she sees a crowd forming around the old lady's body. Uh, the cop is on his way to check that out. She doesn't check her own back seat. Nope. The Luther's checking cars and he finds one that's unlocked and hides in the back seat. Uh, it's really weird. She locked her front door, but she didn't lock her back door. My kind of mom, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Huh, that's one who doesn't want to be a mom again, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Leaving <laughs> that back door open for some rear entry. Yeah. Yeah. The cop finds uh, the old lady's body and then we see the mom driving off with Luther in the back. As they're driving home, as she's driving home and they're kind of out in the country. Luther's going to go and grab her, but a cop speeds by and it scares him back into hiding in the back seat. Which is kind of similar to one of those old uh, campfire tales of the hook hand killer yeah. or the killer in the back seat. With There's the guy, someone in the back seat! With the guys honking the horn and yeah. blaring the lights to get him to go back down until she pulls over. Yeah. Because there's always, the she is always Or it's the, the gas station attendant and the lady's scared of him and she drives off and the reason why he's trying to get her to come in was because there was, there was someone in the backseat back that he could see. Yeah. Yeah. But she wouldn't do it. And then he tries to follow her, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. There's variations of that where it turns out either good or bad, depending upon what happens. Exactly. But the ones where it turns out bad are the better versions of the story. 
Usually the one with the lady at the gas station it always turns out bad. It always ends with the guy killing her because she didn't yeah, believe the gas station. Well, in the, like, it always ends. It never ends with the actual death, but it always just ends with the gas station attendant trying to call the cops, you know, to tell them that a car just drove off and there was somebody hiding in the backseat. Something like that. And yeah. it's always left up to that, well, she didn't get out and there's no way the cops are going to get out in the middle of nowhere on time. So she's dead. And then sometimes that gets put into urban legend and that's the yeah. best part of the movie. Yes. But anyway, back. Back to the man in the back seat. Yes, back to the back to that. Um, she gets to the back to her mom gets back to her farmhouse. She takes in groceries to the house. She comes out and she sees the back doors open. Then we see Luther is watching from the barn. Uh, then we start hearing chickens going nuts because uh, he's going after the chickens. The lady starts heading to the barn, but then the chickens stop crowing because. Luther grabbed one, but he's, you know, uh, so they stopped chasing him. Uh, so, uh, she, then we see Luther bites the head off of one of the chickens. Again, not a bad gory little scene there. I think it was better with the original geek than yeah. what was done here. This one was a little more fake, but still. Eh. It wasn't the actor's performance. I think they just didn't cut it as well this time around as they did the first one. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen it the other way around where maybe the first guy wasn't as convincing as what Luther is here. Yeah. Cause the guy who's playing Luther is fucking horrible. Yes, he is. He's very creepy, and he very much commands a bunch of what the fuck yeah. when he's on screen. Like, he's really good at that. I agree. Um, So Luther heads into the house, and the lady sees him, and she's able to shut his hand in the door, and then he, he gets it out of the way. She locks it, but then he busts through the glass on the door and unlocks it. She goes to grab a shotgun, but we see why you never try to grab a long gun in a tight room situation. Because Luther is just able to grab the barrel and tears it out of her hands. Uh, she falls down. Also, and- she obviously has not trained for that type of drill scenario. That's true, too. Those are not clearly not actually her guns. They belong to whoever else lived there with her. Yeah. And it looks like he's about ready to shoot her in the Hunan, Nilly. <sighs> he points the cr- gun at her crotch. Yeah. at the Actually at her upper inner thigh. And then he starts pushing her yeah. dress up with the gun to expose her panties. At the boom boom spot. Yeah. And he actually points it at the general area of where the vaginal opening would be, correct? Of the ooh, ooh. What are you, five? Of the Nipsey Russell, yes. <laughs> and he pulls the trigger and it goes click. It goes click, so she's able to kick him right in the nards and sends him down. Much so. like the Wolfman, he does in fact have nards. He does have nards, and she runs upstairs. He comes after her. He making... drops the gun? Why didn't she get the gun and start clubbing him with it? Yeah, uh, Again, she didn't really prepare for this kind of scenario. Or hit the fucking butcher block that's like got more knives than I've ever seen in my life and I collect them. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't know. Probably just panic. Well, yeah, I know it's panic and everything, but like, you know, have a little more fight than flight reflex, lady. Right. Um, he comes after her making chicken noises the whole time. Rather convincing, uh, really well done chicken noises that's very clearly the actor doing it. Yeah, right? Like, in a way that's unsettling and, and not cool. And he even cool. does chicken movements really well. Yeah, it's mm. really unsettling yeah. and not cool. Like, not I couldn't cool get that all. out of my head. That's no. the part of the movie that stuck he's with me. He's creepy, and he's got creepy eyes as well. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make him make me want to fuck him, but, you know. <laughs> Tell the truth and shame the devil. No, no, not him. It's the teeth, right? Oof. You couldn't Ow. get past 
grass the teeth? Yeah, who could? I mean, I'd try. <laughs> I'd ask him to put him up on the windowsill. Only if he still acts like the chicken, right? I mean, guys gotta have standards. Yeah, we're out there. You go. He finds her hiding in the closet and pretty much knees her in the face and knocks her out. Then ties her stomach down on the bed with all her limbs tied to each bedpost and the, gags her. The way that he takes the time and uses his teeth to tear the bed sheet and then tears yeah. out the strips of bed sheets slowly mm-hmm. one at a time. That had a very serious sexual That's, predator but, vibe to it. Uh, yeah, things got real rapey there. Yeah. Yeah. And he ties her face down. Yeah. And while he's tying her in the way that he's tying the wrist now, while I don't want to say that he's tying the wrists improperly and that she could have easily gotten out of that. Yeah. I also don't want to tell the people the right technique to do that because I don't want to encourage tying someone down against their will. Yeah. I mean, why do you know that? I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. All right. No, I, could you rephrase the question? All right. Why do you know how to tie someone down? I will tell you this. If you want to know more about my technique for tying people up, you need to ask your mom. Damn. Wait, mm. the audience's mom? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> you talking to me or you talking to the audience? Yes. There's a lot of moms out there. And I've tried to tie them all up <laughs> with consent. With consent. <laughs> are you happy right, now? Damn. Is that the joke you were looking for? Jesus, Jesus just Christ. just blasted the audience. <laughs> yeah, I've tied up all your moms. With clip. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, anyway. Look, I'm not trying to replace your dad. I'm just saying that your mom wanted me to tie her up. Again, are you talking to me or to the audience? Yes. Okay. Uh, and just at this moment, a young woman and dude pull up on a motorbike. Um, we find out this this is the woman's daughter and her boyfriend. Uh, they talk a little bit, and she says... Uh, Ever since her dad died, her mom's been forgetting things, uh, like the keys. They see the glass on the floor from the broken door window. And she assumed yeah. she had to break in because she forgot her keys. Yeah, because yeah. she said ever since her dad died, she's been forgetting things. Did you recognize the actress who is the young lady? Yeah, she, she has been familiar? at a shit, shit ton, ton of stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stacey Hyduk, I and, believe and is by the way, pronounced. I'm, I'm really enjoying her in this movie. Oh, God. She is absolutely she, gorgeous. She's been in a ton of stuff. For, for not being the bad character in this, she also has crazy eyes. Well, it's just she has she has the same type of uh, really stark, bright green kind of eyes that Meg Foster had. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah so no, like, I know. Yeah. But no, she is absolutely gorgeous. She's been in a ton of stuff, like, including, like, Sequest. I guess. I, I don't know. But, like, I, I know her from, like, I used to watch Superboy in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I remember that. <laughs> kind of watched it for her as Lana Lang. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's also been in a bunch of other stuff. But until I saw this movie, I had never seen so much of her and been so so happy for it to be in high def. Yeah, right. Good lord. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. Mm, Thank you, movie. But a, we're not there yet. Go. That's a young woman put together. Uh, anyway, we find out she's been off at college for four months. Uh, so uh, as they're kind of walking around, her boyfriend just playfully sprays her with whipped cream. So she says it's time for a shower. And I think then boyfriend, that's a dick move. But also I kind of thank him. I thank him that she's off on her way to a shower. But he's that's a dick move. But like it's also a waste of whipped cream when he very clearly could have went, you don't need a shower. I'll take care of that for you. Yeah. And then did a whip it out of that can and then went to town. Right. You yeah. do the whip it mm-hmm. after you spray your girlfriend with the whip then cream. Then you clear, clear, clean her off using your tongue and you're, you're good to go. Yeah, you make like a fucking cat what? and sandpaper that shit off. You had a fun sexual venture too. You just got high to whip it. Also, food play which makes Matt uncomfortable. It does. It does. Even this would make me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. Yeah. Then he pops out a couple of pineapple rings, throws them over his cock and tries to talk her into eating them off of it. Yeah, no, man. That's just weird. 
<laughs> what do you use? Is this a ring toss game or? No, no, they're already on there. They're already they just on get there? nibbled off. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'm, I can't. I mean, if, if a little maybe, chocolate sauce. Maybe if there's a game involved, but there seems to be no gamemanship here. So, OMG, a jizz drinking game. Like just, that kind of game? That yeah, you're I'm just saying, you know. Right. As long as there's a little sportsmanship. All right, let's get to the important part. Yes. All right. So, uh, Luther does hear her coming upstairs and he locks the door to her mother's room. Uh, she goes into her own room and begins to strip down. At this point, we're not seeing anything great yet, but she is in her bra and panties. So that's I would still argue a thank that we movie. are seeing a whole lot yeah, of great yeah. stuff the minute yeah. she's in her uh -huh. bra and panties, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's still great. She is startlingly beautiful. Oh, oh my God. And then she hangs her, she goes to the bathroom and hangs her panties on the doorknob as a sign probably to the boyfriend. Well, she pops her bra off and we get like a little yeah. bit of like side boob as she's popping her bra yeah. off on the way to the that bathroom. Too. But like when she's all the way in there, like then her panties are still it's on. one of those front class bras. Yeah. Luther is walking to the room, picks up her bra and starts smelling it. It looks like he's starting to enter the shower, but the boyfriend starts running up, so he hides again. Why the fuck did he pick up her bra and start sniffing it when her panties are clearly hanging on the door? I have no idea. I feel like a real creep. Yeah, maybe Luther's just like not into the panty smelling, but bra smelling. Maybe he was trying to get the scent of her armpits? Uh, maybe he's... I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe she had perfume on or something, so it really was more on there. All I know is that if his first inclination is to pick up an article of her clothing and sniff it, that makes me feel like a real creep. Because you're like, yeah, good job? Kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you are a creep. You are so fucking creepy. I'm a horrible person, man. You are. You are. So boyfriend hops in the shower room and gets some playfulness in there, and we get to see uh, more fully some breasts there, so. And also a nice ass shot of the dude, if that's what you're into. I mean, she sticks him so right up into his butt so yeah they've got real playful real yeah. comfortable with each yeah, other yeah man just boom she's like tells tells him to wash up and she cops out of the shower after sticking a bar of soap in his ass maybe he's got a dirty ass maybe i mean he rides a motorbike for god's sakes he's probably got some swamp ass from all the leather and seat padding <laughs> he's got to yeah yeah uh, yeah maybe you know she wants to spend some down down there so she's like here wash up or perhaps she just doesn't want a sweaty stinky ass all like uh, popping it could up be on any her one of those yeah. things yeah um so then yeah she jumps on the bed and he comes after her and uh, they start the fucking. Yeah, it doesn't last as long as uh, you would kind of want it to and the sex scene is uh, really kind of uh, a little bit more than what I was expecting for an R-rated film. Yeah. But I, I think this got an R rating or at least Especially with like her it. straddling him and full robe comes off and you're just like alright. Yeah, there's several mm -hmm. shots where you see a lot more of her than what the filmmakers might have been bargaining for. Yeah. And uh, god damn thank you movie. Yeah, right? Whew. While the fucking was happening, Luther goes ahead and steals the guy's bike. Uh, her boyfriend, Rob, hears this and he chases after him, throws in some pants and chases after him. Number one, really, everything could have gone better for everyone because maybe Luther was just trying to leave because it's too many people. So let him take the bike. He leaves and you can just continue on fucking your hot girlfriend and then you just report the bike stolen later. And then you find the mother eventually when you're done with the fucking and yeah. you let her yeah. untie her. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think that's actually the case. I actually believe that what Luther was trying to do is get rid of all modes of transportation possibly that's one of them but the other thing is if he gets the bike started because he knows the guy is the holder of the bike yeah like the owner of the bike so he basically draws the guy away by driving the bike just far enough away from the house to where people don't know what happens to him than the house yeah that's true then he wrecks the bike probably by accident but he kills two birds with one stone where the guy comes out to get his bike it's possible that he was doing that too i'm just thinking man if he was just gonna try to leave to leave if he weren't to do some of the things that he does later on to draw someone out away from the house to be able to move and do other things.
things yeah. and then disable their vehicle as well, I wouldn't think that that's what he was trying to do that's here. That's true. Um, uh, Luther's not very good on the bike and he falls off of it. He seems knocked out and Rob catches up. As Rob is checking on his bike, Luther knocks him out using the helmet and then takes his boots off of him. So, um, Yeah, the guy's really into stealing clothes from people, man. He really is. Uh, Mom wakes up and she calls out. Uh, her daughter hears her and takes off her gag and is trying to untie her, but they're both freaking out. Luther comes back and Mom has the daughter re-gag her and then hide underneath the bed. Luther starts inspecting um, everything around in the room and then he starts hearing the phone go off. He destroys it and then has a mini little paper clips moment where he just starts clucking and screaming. Uh, then he grabs a gun and gets into the car. Uh, Rob wakes up and he's got a hell of a shiner, but he starts running and Luther starts stalking him. Rob finds a hunter who accidentally shoots at him. Uh, Rob kind of falls down and then Luther knocks him out and then walks up to the guy and bites him on the neck, killing him. Again, a, not a, decent, a decent blood scene there. There's a lot of fighting back and forth where people are rolling around and it feels like they're really kind of extending out it's, the running time uh, with oh, that fighting. My good lord. There are so many padding situations here. I feel like they could be doing a better job of seeing the person trying to fight Luther off and Luther's maneuver is just to keep biting at them. Yeah. I feel like Luther should have been trying to take flesh chunks out of like any time they put their arm up to block him. Yeah, not His even move just should the, have been biting somewhere neck. else. Yeah, so that he ultimately and eventually could get to the neck. Yeah. Like he could be incapacitating people's limbs by biting out chunks of flesh. I just think they So probably, they can't defend themselves so he can get to the throat. The choreography on that probably just wasn't there at the time. Well, it's clearly not choreography. It's clearly like the, two people that are not told what to do that are wrestling and all the one has to do is get his mouth to the other one's throat. Yeah. And but I'm saying just, like yeah. it's probably the choreography wasn't there to stage those type of fights yeah, where I'm he's just, taking chunks out. That's what I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm saying there is no choreography. It's literally yes. just what they got on the day when the people were rolling around fighting. Exactly. Which gives it a sense of realism, but at the same time, all you're literally doing is watching one dude try to nibble on another while rolling around. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, sometimes I pay to see that kind of thing I on mean, film. I'm pretty sure you can put that in a search engine in Pornhub. You can get some of the results you're looking for. Probably, but yeah. you definitely don't want it to end in death unless, you know, you're watching Luther the Geek. Yes, exactly. Um, So we cut back to the mom and a kind of comatose daughter just lying there staring out did nothing that's underneath the bed and that is our next clip Beth, i need you to help me do you hear me he's gone he's gone for now do you hear me that bastard is gone but he could come back do you know what i'm saying mommy is rob dead i'm sure he's okay put your hand on rob's boots we can't help rob unless i get free Beth, get downstairs Get the scissors out of the closet. Anything to cut these things off. During this, it should be noted that mom was able to tear one arm free from uh, the tie-up there. Yeah, she loosened it enough that mom actually was able to work it yeah. work it loose as well. But instead of using like square knots or any kind of knot that would hold a little bit better and the more she pulled on it would get tighter, he just did like a quick, like he didn't even tie a knot. Well, maybe you didn't think she'd wake up. I don't know. It just I, I have a whole bunch of issues with a lot of stuff that happens. Or, you know, just, you know, we need plot holes. So Yeah, they needed to be able to move things along like that. I get that. I'm just being 
being facetious about a lot of this. Uh, anyway, Beth uh, can't find the scissors, uh, but she finds a knife. Um, but then Luther is back honking a horn and has Rob hostage with a gun right to his head. Mom's shotgun, which he grabbed the shells from later and ended up, uh, you know, actually getting the shotgun to where it's functional. Yep. Uh, Beth gives mom the knife and then she's going to then she says she's going to head out there to try to stall Luther. Uh, she runs out in uh, her and Rob embrace. Luther escorts them back inside. He terrorizes him for a bit where he just collects to move around like a chicken, which Rob even comments that. A cop then shows up and Luther throws the gun to the ground and grabs a knife and he drags Rob away, obviously saying, you know, get him to, you know, not really using words, but pretty much telling her that, you know, get the cop out of here or else your boyfriend's dead. It's really weird how this communication stuff happens without any actual dialogue, but yeah. like, you get what he's trying to say where he's like holding the knife to the guy's throat and like, he doesn't even really motion or anything like that. He just sits down, whereas basically like, if the cop comes in, the first thing that's going to happen is your boyfriend dies. Yeah. Like he's nonverbal communication is actually really well done in this film with Luther and his victims. I agree. Like, I think these sections here where he's like almost doing like a... I thought it was weird that this movie didn't have a lot of dialogue, but it still worked. Yeah. You didn't need a lot of dialogue in this movie. In the home invasion stuff, everything that's going to happen is very clearly going to happen. And mostly what Luther is about to do is played out on his face and his eyes. Yeah. Like, I don't think that this type of film would work as well as what Luther the Geek works if it weren't for the main actor playing Luther. Yes. I th- he definitely has to carry this film. He has to carry it with his expressions and everything, yeah. Yeah, because they got no other choice. Well, Beth talks to the cop, and that is our final clip. Ma'am, you left the lights on to your car. Is everything okay? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Jim Giles asked me to look in on Mrs. Lawson. She your mother? Hmm? Oh yeah, Mrs. Lawson's my mom. You alone here? Um yeah. I mean no. Really, everything's oh, all right. Truth is, um I just broke up with my boyfriend. So a little messed up. Mr. Giles, he works our farm. Yeah, when I told Jim about Luther Watts, he asked me to stop by. Is your phone working? Sure. I mean, I think so. Yeah, well, maybe I should check. Um, no, really. Um, it's okay. My mom's taking a nap. Who's Luther Watts? Paroled killer. There's a two-state alarm out for his arrest. Look, I don't want to frighten you or your mother. It's just that this Watts character is extremely dangerous. Just be careful. Don't tell my mom when she wakes up. Can I get you a cup of coffee? I'm on duty, ma'am. My name's Edwards. Mark Edwards. 
Don't forget those lights. All right. She goes back inside, and then Luther just starts beating the living shit out of her and knocks her out, but punches her a shit ton, like really lays into her. Yeah, that when he starts getting violent in this home invasion sort of phase that they're doing where yeah. he's got them all back in the house, it gets really dark and really crazy fast. Like once he starts getting super violent like that, it's yeah. uncomfortable. And then he starts dancing with her knocked out body. Uh, and Again, very fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Then he throws her down right next to a dying Rob who has been cut open, exposing his beating heart, which this effect wasn't all that great, actually, unfortunately. This is probably where the guy saw some of his work and decided he didn't want his name put on any yeah. of it because he was unhappy with it. I could totally see that. And then he takes Rob's wallet. Well, yeah, he's stealing everything else. I mean, I think yeah. he ends up taking some clothes off of him before he even guts him. Uh, Luther heads upstairs and mom jumps him. It kind of knocks him in the head and then pushes him inside the bedroom where she was, closes the door and locks it, it seems, from the outside. Yeah, somehow but, she gets the jump on him. I yeah. don't know how, but she does. Uh, she comes downstairs and sees Beth and she thinks he's dead. She's dead. But then Beth wakes up and sits up and they uh, embrace. And uh, while they're embracing, then Beth pukes up blood and does die. So Yeah, he beat her so bad that her internal injuries caused her to bleed to death. Punctured a lung. Or something worse in her stomach. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 if she punctured a lung, she would be like wheezing and gasping and all of that. She wouldn't be like throwing up blood. Oh, yeah. I think he, whatever he did, like he mashed some organs beating her, but he beat that fucking teenage girl to death. Yep. Jesus Christ, that got dark fast. We had no shit. Well, the cop comes back and mom grabs him. They run into the room, but Luther is now gone. Then we hear the cop car start going off, like the horn and everything. This he, is the part that I was talking about yeah. where when he does this, I'm pretty sure that he was planning ahead of time with yeah. the bike. Well, he goes outside and the radio is now busted and no longer will work and the car won't start. They then go and try to take Hillary's car, the mom, but she left the lights on and the battery is dead. Well, she's forgetful, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, th he states that they will, well, actually, it wasn't her who left it on, it was uh, Luthor. He took the, Luthor, he took the car to go track down Rob. Mm, but maybe she left them on the entire time, but he got it to start, but then that's the end of the battery. Maybe. You just want to, why are you blaming, why are you victim blaming? <laughs> I'm not victim blaming, I just, because they talk about how mom is forgetful Yeah. in the movie, so it would make sense that she left the lights on and then Luthor Luther drained the last of the battery. Well, the cop tells her that, you know, because, you know, he is armed, he'll just wait him out until morning. Luther starts clucking from the barn. The cop says he's going to go check it out and tells the mom to arm herself. Uh, we then cut to the cop is searching through the barn while mom is loading a gun. Uh, in the barn, at one point, the cop even falls down, like, through a hole. Uh, but he gets up, he's fine, and he searches, and we see Luther kind of stalking him from above. Uh, as he's going through, Luther uses a chicken to claw at the, the cop's face and then he runs off. Yeah, that was weird. He just yeah. grabs like the back half of a chicken or does he rip off the leg and then use the claw? I think he might have ripped off the leg. It looked like yeah. he ripped off the leg, but it's really hard to tell because the action moves pretty quick at and this point. Yeah, and then he starts throwing chickens at him. <laughs> then we're back to mom. He's uh, fighting like Gonzo from yeah, the Muppets. Right? <laughs> then we go back to the mom who just keeps looking out the window. Then we see the cops hiding and then the mom decides she's going to go check out the barn herself. Um, and the cop now, now at this point, the cops kind of found a good spot. Luthor, Luther is kind of trying to find him, but he doesn't want to give up his position either because, you know, one shot from the cop and, you know, Luther's dead. This is an interesting attempt at a cat and mouse kind of game, but I think they overplay it just a little bit. Just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. As the mom's in there, 
chicken flies up at her. She accidentally fires her gun and it knocks her back and she knocks herself out. Uh, this brings the cop out of his hiding spot and Luther attacks. Uh, the cop gets the upper hand after a good back and forth fight and he goes to cuff Luther as he has him down on the ground. Unfortunately, the cop loses uh, loses a handle of his cuffs and as he goes to reach for him, Luther bites him off his finger. And then as the cop recoils in pain, he bites his neck, killing him. See, this is more feels like they actually choreograph some of this. This is a fight I wish he could have had with Rob. Yeah, like, yeah. or or at least the other guy, the hunter that uh, was going to save Rob or almost shot Rob. Yeah. Like, one of those kind of things, but like, that fight that happened with the hunter clearly wasn't choreographed and it was just two guys rolling around and then one eventually had to be able to get to bite the neck. Yeah. And they drew that out way too long and that needed to be edited a little bit better. And by the time we get to this fight, the cat and mouse game had been going for so long that by the time the actual finger biting happens and then the death, it felt almost anticlimactic. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, holy shit, that actually was pretty cool. That was a cool scene. Yeah, it was just... It just it took, took a little forever bit to, to get, get there. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> took a little too long. Uh, the next morning, mom is in a catatonic state and Luther comes in to bag some chickens. I don't even think he knows where mom is or cares. No, he's done. I mean, he's yeah. all cleaned up. He's ready to move on and he's yeah. just grabbing a dinner or two. And then Luther looks over and he actually sees the mom. So he had no idea she was there. No, he looks shocked. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to attack her, but then mom starts clucking. Luther starts clucking back and it looks like Luther, Luther's having fun. Like someone's trying to talk his language to him. He's kind of dancing around. He's smiling. I interpreted this as he's finally found someone that he can be happy with. Like he's yeah. found a mate. Yeah. Because he's somehow transformed her into a chicken woman too. Yep. And then mom shoots him right in the chest. Luther falls down, grab, touches his wound, tastes his own blood, and then mom starts clucking at him more and more. He then dies, and mom starts crying, laughing, and clucking. Roll credits. Boy, what a happy ending. Right? Everyone's, uh, this is just great. We're, you know, I don't know why we have any problems here with this movie. <laughs> okay, so we kind of mentioned it and we talked about it. And so this is one of those films that was notorious and supposed to be super nasty and, you know, had a, a bit of a name for it. And it was in the tape trader circles that people were looking for. And I feel like had I watched Luther the Geek during the worst weekend of my life, if I could have put that somewhere, if it would have been sandwiched between, say, like, Last House on the Left and uh, something yeah. else, uh -huh. like, if Luther the Geek would have been in that worst weekend right around the time that I was 12, yeah. I think I would probably be as obsessed with this film as I am, say, House on the Edge of the Park or Possibly, yeah. just before Dawn, even. I don't know if it's in par with those two, but... No, they're not. It's not as well made, but the nastiness of it, the grittiness of it, and just the overall negative moral tone that is to the film I think does give it that notorious reputation. I yeah. feel like it does deserve that. Because while even though Luther is dead, that mom is now, her husband's already dead. She's lost her daughter. She's been terrorized to the point where now she's clucking herself and like, she's probably fucking nuts now. It's a rather uneven film, but when we get to the home invasion aspects of the film and Luther really just kind of basically goes full on sadist to everybody. Yeah. The way that he does and the way that he plots things out and kind of moves forward. This feels like an attempt at a slasher film that ended up being a side-loaded home invasion flick yeah. that was much nastier than what they had initially planned. I agree. Um, I think the thing that really hurts us for a lot of people is the attempts at humor are real uneven, and it reminds me of the Keystone Cops stuff in Last House on the Left. Yes. 
And I think like the barn scene goes on, that that cat and mouse scene goes on uh, way too long. Yeah, but then again, what are they going to do to get to eighty minutes? I mean, they could have gone longer in the shower stuff, probably, and we wouldn't have complained. I I wouldn't have complained, or even just more terrorizing, maybe, of the family in the house. Well, and what's he going to do? He can't talk to them. All he can do is cluck at them. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, they could have maybe like like slowly kill the boyfriend in front of the daughter, force the daughter to tie up the boyfriend. Yeah, and then. He, you know, like fucking th- instead of gutting him for whatever reason, he like fucking feeds off of him or something. Yeah, yeah. They could have done a little bit more with it. It just feels like it feels kind of half finished a little bit, yeah. doesn't it? But this is very early filmmakers that are just kind of like giving it a shot and going for it. Um, overall, I will watch the film again, and I did enjoy it. But it definitely feels about half finished, and it's a little rough around the edges. And I think people that are fans of like Jim Van Beber's work and people that really dig like these sort of um, ultra low budget or just really low budget independent little films that a lot of folks may not know a lot about or haven't really heard of before uh-huh. you know or just that name recognition of just for the fact that it's Luther the Geek that's been like this name yeah that has been out there on, on lists of things that you know you need to see if you can get your hands on kind of deal the rarity of the film I think is what makes it that much more special to finally be able to see it uh-huh. at least for me but I mean it doesn't really do anything all that newer inventive in the types of genres that it's playing at and I think if you're a fan of Miss Hyduck, you probably want to see this film for that reason alone. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. Because, you, you know, you get to see pretty much all of her. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, that's a really good reason for me to keep the movie. I agree. Um, but yeah, it's it's a perfectly fine film. It's 80 minutes of your time. And I think if you have never seen it before, even though we've just talked about it, go into it and watch it and maybe you'll get something more out of it than what we did. But the guy who plays Luther definitely helps keep this film going. And there's moments where he's on screen and acting all chicken and crazy and just kind of clucking. And the way that he does the clucks as if sometimes he's confused, sometimes he's frustrated, and sometimes he's angry. Like, the inflection he puts on his voice with that really helps as well, and I think kind of sells the unease of him being around. Yes. But there's a lot of stuff where it's like, no, they wouldn't have just let this guy out of jail. Yeah, right. Or a mental institution. Like, he should have broken out, or they should have closed the facility down and just kicked all the inmates out. Yeah, this whole media about, yeah, this guy who's never spoken a word of English only clucks like a chicken and murdered a couple people people well yeah he's rehabilitated he's we'll paid set him out. To society, yeah. yeah but i do believe if they were all sitting around talking about how the funding's not there anymore and they're just going to close the institution that he's in uh-huh and then just you know push all the inmates out and we'll deal with them later yeah yeah like, something like that that happened in the time frame this movie was shot in, or even just an escape frequently. there were there were asylums shut down all the time yeah in the 80s in the mid to late 80s all the time and they weren't all just snake pits there were several institutions that actually housed people that needed help and were giving them the help. Yeah. But Reagan's economics just closed those places yeah. down and shut the people that, out of the street. Just even him just escaping. Yeah. Okay, so I guess what we're trying to say is this movie needs to be remade and we've it, already written the script for you. Go yeah, for it. There you go. Now take it. <laughs> it's a great idea. Now, you know, just execute it better. Yeah, but it still has to take place in like the late uh It's got to be in the past, yeah. Going into the 80s where he's like a 40-ish year old man yeah. or 50-ish year old man just getting out of an institution because it doesn't work in nowadays time. No. Because anybody walking down the street clucking like a chicken and acting like that. It's going to be on YouTube by five different people. Yeah, and anybody that's like sitting next to someone on a bus stop and starts acting like that, it's going to get filmed. And it's just, there's no way he's going to get away with the stuff that he got away with in this day and age. Exactly. He's going to get busted. He's going to get caught on some kind of a camera, even if it's an ATM across the street. Yep. And then Horatio from fucking CSI Miami is going to put his glasses on and go, well, that clucked him over. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now we're going to take our break here. We're going to play a promo for another <laughs> podcast that really wishes it didn't follow that reference to CSI Miami. I know, man. Jesus, we're really dusting off these classic things right here. <laughs> Can have a little bit more music befitting of Luther the Geek. And we come back, we'll do some PSYOP news. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies, meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others, too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information, too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. to talk about how deep of a cut that is. I, I don't even know the artist off the top of my head. Uh, there's a compilation of music called Born Bad that I found on the internet. Yeah. It's a lot of this kind of like early days of rock and roll, like this like psychobilly, rockabilly kind of influencing music from like the early heydays of like when rockabilly was kind of run by, you know, degenerate scumbags like myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the songs are like really fucking filthy. And so if you can get your hands on that Born Bad compilation that's out there, I don't know if that was an actual compilation or if that's just one of those internet things because I got plenty of those internet compilations of these types of music. So yeah. I have I have no clue, but like I really dig that particular one if you can get your hands on it. And if it's one that you can purchase, all the more power to you. More power to you. Power yeah. to the people. But you know what they don't have to purchase, Matt? What's that? Give me some psyops. From a, uh, that's the witch. The uh, this comes from the witch. La the uh, lollipop wipe, chocolate flavored crotch cleaner. I knew you were gonna grab this the minute I saw that pop up on screen. I mean, what else am I gonna do? Uh, this is uh, from dudeiwantthat.com. What's with all that asshole cream? They say it tastes like dark chocolate and it's latex compatible. Uh, the lollipop whites are individually wrapped pieces of black rayon paper infused with an edible and dark chocolate flavor. You want to do a little ass play? The uh uh, the, uh in a water-based cream. There 
in intimate wipes with gentle cleansing properties made for a spontaneous affair as well as a well-planned romantic encounter. It always comes back to dick. In other words, lollipop wipes are crotch cleaners, junk jazzer uppers. Afraid of vaginas? Vagina smells like dead body. Sack sprucers and fan uh, fun neuter fresheners. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Uh, they will make you feel confident about your role in the hay or if you're lucky, a little how many licks does it take to get to the center of a lollipop wipe action? Fucking a caribou. Fucking what? <laughs> Fucking a caribou. Is that you? No, that's not me saying okay. that. <laughs> it sounds like you put on a southern accent. That's actually Jeremy. Is Fucking that Jer a caribou. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, that is Jeremy. All right. Yeah, all right. Damn, you remember that now, right? Yeah, now I remember it. Uh, the listing will sell you a delectable 10 pack of lollipop wipes, each of which fits easily in a bag, pocket, or a glove box. Mostly because I put my penis inside of you bareback. So you guys want uh, some uh, taint wipes. And there's a lot of weighing around. Yeah, that but why too? would you want flavored taint wipe? Maybe someone wants to spend some time down there. Is there taint licking? Is that like a thing that people are into? I'm sure there is, man. Let's check. It's a thing. Apparently it is. Apparently it's a thing, man. Thank you. I mean, if there is a body part, someone's bound to want to have it licked. Yeah, or want to lick it. Yeah, so. I mean, you know. Taint licking. Yeah. It's I, a thing. It probably is. <laughs> it's going to yeah. cost you some serious cock. Uh, this one came from uh, Scott. Um, should I say last names? No, I want to avoid last names, but when I know yeah. which person it is, if they have yeah. a podcast. So uh, I think it's Friday Nightmares is a new podcast that he's doing. It's an extension of Kill the Cast. Nice. That Scott is involved with. And he was, I don't know if this is still a podcast that's going to be happening or if it's just on a, a more extended hiatus, but podcast by the cemetery, Scott. Okay. Same Scott. Uh, well, teen kills pedophile priest by ramming crucifix down his throat. Ooh, dark as fuck, but man, he probably deserved it. Yeah, well, let's go into it. Unfortunately, the uh, light, crazy stories have been drying up, So, but we've been a lot of dark ones. Uh, I got no clips that are going to fit by this, so I'm just going to step back from the machine. This would be probably for the best. Uh, a teenager has been arrested on suspicion of torturing and killing a priest by ramming a crucifix down his throat and suffocating him. Are you purposely grabbing like bad news that like I don't want to hear just so I won't like make you do another news story? No, man. I'm trying to find good, funny news, but... The world's ever, a dark and horrible place. Yeah, Matt. ever since Trump took over, the funny news has gone away. Yeah, the world's a dark and horrible place. It really is. Uh, a teenager, or the youth 19, is alleged to have been abused by the Catholic priest, Roger Metosoli, as his father was before him. The religious wow, father and son both abused by the same priest. Yeah. Jesus. The religious leader, 91, has been accused of sexually assaulting at least four boys between the years of 1960 and 2000, but there are fears he may have had dozens of victims. He was removed from his duties in Agnet's in the, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Aussie department in northern France, but it later emerged in Erm, and he was still working until last year. Jesus Christ. Metasoli was found dead at home last month with a cru crucifix rammed down his throat and signs of torture on his corpse. The suspect, only known as Alexander V, was arrested was first arrested while driving Metasoli's car and taken to a hospital in psychiatric grounds. Uh, he 
He was formally charged with murder on Thursday. The prosecution in the town of Senelis announced. Local media said Alexandra was employed by the victim as a housekeeper, and he was allegedly made to clean the house naked. Jesus Christ. His father, given the pseudonym Stefan, said the treatment at the hands of Metasoli worsened his son's mental health problems. I would say. Yeah. Uh, Stefan also allegedly uh, also allegedly abused by Metasoli as a child, leading Alexander's grandfather to kill himself when he learned about what happened. Okay, so how is this priest allowed to be around the other kid if you already know that that happened to you? <sighs> Who knows? I just don't understand, Matt. Like, why would you allow that? Is it just shame? I just, I'm Matt, trying to understand it. Stefan also reportedly tried to take his own life and told French media this man has shattered a whole family. Yeah, no kidding. Alexandra, uh, Alexandra has uh, reportedly exercised his right to remain silent, and police are investigating whether Metasoli's death was an act of revenge. The suspect has indicated to investigators that having no recollection of the event he is suspected of having committed. After the priest's murder, Bouvias Bishop Jacques Benoit Gonin was quoted in local media saying that Metasoli had been removed from his duties in 2009 after abuse allegations emerged. However, conflicting local media reports also state that 2009 was the year that the priest retired due to old age. It is also later emerged that Bishop Benoit Gonin allegedly kept Metasoli on the payroll until 2018, despite testimony about abuse from Alexander, his father, and two other alleged victims. Reports allege that the priest had been allowed to carry on working due to uh, 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 due to errors and due to a succession of bishops putting off dealing with the issue. Wow. Folks, every time I try to find a really light, unhearted, holy shit, methed out Florida man story, turns out to be fake. <laughs> yeah, it's wor- weeklyworldnewsdaily.rip.org.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, it, yeah. Florida man has been letting us down because it's winter. So hopefully soon summer will come back around. Florida and those, man is hibernating because yes. it's winter. So when the summer comes around, those crazy fucks will get back out there and we can start reporting on just stupid news <laughs> instead of this shit. Do we have to suspend some PSYOP news until something better happens? Because there's nothing but bad news out there. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, maybe. <laughs> God damn it. Where are people shitting in donuts and feeding them to cops? Right. That. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have read a BuzzFeed about the nude model, but Instagram kicked her off for raising money for the fires in Australia. Yeah, that was really shitty of them, but that was actually a good heartwarming story of a woman trying to help out. But uh, now her... Her life is ruined. Her life it. is ruined because of it, so it's not all that heartwarming anymore. It yeah. sucks again. Yeah, like her significant other left her because he was unaware, or they, the significant other, was unaware of the fact that she was a sex worker. Yeah. And... Like, I'm just kind of like, okay, um, I understand where that would be something you want to keep relatively private and all. Yeah. But at the same time, like, how did you not know if you, what, are you like never on Instagram or whatever? Like, and see, it should have just been a heartwarming story. Model releases nude photos to raise money for Australian fire. Should have been a great story. Well, there but are we actual... don't get that great story because we just get all the horse shit that kind of follows with it. There's other, uh, there were other.
other adult entertainers that were doing the same thing where they were like for 10 bucks they'll you know give out shots and things like that as well like various uh, nude shots of themselves so there were others that were following her example but didn't have to pay as hefty a price as her yeah hopefully we'll see a follow-up where she has a happier ending and life is better for her because she was just trying to do something good she was trying to help out the fucking outback man because it's fucking horrendous out there yeah our world's fucking on fire yeah and like a billion species are now dead yeah on that happy note we're gonna play the ending legion (laughs) promo here we're gonna have a little bit more music befitting of luther the geek we're gonna close out this really depressing show if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero go show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. So, I was thinking, you know, Luther's teeth. Yeah, right. So, less teeth, less more te- tits. More tits. But that was actually a scathing review of the beauty pageant world oh. and how it treats the ladies and how the ladies are perceived and how they allow themselves to be perceived in that world. Yes. I'm not so sure that may be exactly what the lunatics are going for, but I also should not speak for them because they are ladies. That's true. And that's none of my fucking business to speak for them. No, they can <laughs> speak for themselves. Thank you. Yes, I absolutely know that, Matt. Jesus. 
this. I'm sorry that you had to interpret it that way. That, that you was motherfucker, what I was doing. do not gaslight me on that. If you would like to find out more about all the gaslighting going on back and forth in this show, I would highly recommend our main <laughs> landing and launching page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. You can get in on some of the gaslighting on our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, <laughs> where they will play devil's advocate and also just defend for, all of the for, stupid shit we have to say. And for anybody on our Facebook page, we are so sorry you feel whatever way you think you feel right now. <laughs> yes? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, he is Matt Psyop on Facebook. You can go ahead and get hooked up for all the gaslighting fun there through his Facebook page. I'm Court Psyops on Facebook. I'll hook you up with all the weird fucking memes you can imagine. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm really good Let's at. meme that shit out. I find some fucked up memes. You know, Only the highest quality of memes are handed out. The memes are only dank if the dank is well crafted. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> the highest. The memes are of the highest of quality. We are the meme connoisseurs. Mm -hmm. When we post a meme, our pinkies are out. We don't just post memes. We post we memes. We post memes. <laughs> Our pinkies and our dicks are out. Yes, and yours happens to be the same size in both cases. How dare you, sir? You can email feedback to Matt and tell him you're really sorry about the fact that it's micro penis time all the time in those pants. <laughs> Psyopmatt at gmail.com. You can email feedback to court. Tell him to stop being such a size queen. Cinemasyopscourt <laughs> at gmail.com. And court's really sorry you feel that he's a size queen. <laughs> I'm sorry if you feel that I'm too big for you. No, I really am. Um, yeah. Because that means I ain't getting kid, in there. Are you talking to me or the audience? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. There is also our Instagram. When I say R, I mean the royal R, I suppose, although I'm stepping down and no longer taking my stance among the royalty. I feel that it's time for me to end it. End the Instagram? No, not the Instagram. Just uh, end the fact that I'm a member of the royal family. Oh, oh, yes. So my wife Megan and I can be happy, Matt. Uh, this, yeah, that's topical. This, yeah. That's you, real holy topical. Holy fuck. Okay, what I'm saying here is I want to move to Canada and have someone else pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> if you find a way to help me out with that, I'm on Instagram, cinema underscore psyops. That's where most of the high quality memes are being posted. Only the most highest of quality of memes will be posted. We are meme connoisseurs here at Cinema Psyops. So mm. if your memes are not up to par, we will turn our noses and our teacups up at you. Oh, oh, look, he tried, I guess, a little clap. <laughs> oh, don't give them your pity claps. Mm. Well, do some pity clapping of your own to anybody else that's going to fuck with you and your memes. Kick the fuck out of them and this week and make it your bitch.
You're gaslighting me it's right now. It's not the movie's this fault. This is fucked up. It's not the movie's fault that your sense of humor... I know when I'm being abused. ...isn't developed enough to enjoy Luther's Geek. <laughs> Don't gaslight me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Whatever it is that you think is a problem... God damn it! ...is all in your head. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, I sincerely actually hope that people who have been gaslit in their life, like on a regular basis or do get gaslighting happening to them, I would hope that they listen to this show and realize that kind of verbiage that's used against them and like we can educate them and somehow they can end those toxic relationships. Yes, if somebody ever says to you, by the way, I'm sorry you feel that way, I'm sorry you see things that way, or I'm sorry that's how you took that, they're not actually apologizing for their shitty behavior, they're gaslighting you into thinking that you're the problem. Right, and we do that back and forth jokingly to yeah. each other, but like if one of us actually apologizes to the other like that yeah. in real life, not on mic, yeah. it's fucking on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we if you if we were to use one of those type of apologies in real life, that yeah. shit would get real, real fast. Unless we're trying to do it humorously yeah. to diffuse a situation. Yes. But even then, that's kind of risky. It's risky, but sometimes it pays off because we have a big time. Now, sometimes we lose friendships, but at least you and I had a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's been times when you and I have had a spat too. Yes. And that non-apology stuff have been flying around. <laughs> We've done that. Too. That has happened. That has happened. And it's been a great time. There's no necessarily innocent party that hasn't been yeah. the purveyor of victimhood like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. We've both been equally shitty sometimes. Like, for instance, that one time that I chose for us to watch Luther the Geek. Yeah. <laughs> and I got mad and you said you were sorry I felt that way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Clearly it's, the problem is all in your mind. See, I'm just saying. God damn. <laughs> I know when I am being abused, sir. <laughs> Do you, though? You've been married long enough. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, and I know, I know when I enjoy it and I know when I don't. <laughs> And if you don't pay close attention and you don't see it in high def, you probably wouldn't have even noticed that that wasn't an actual old lady. This is true. But it's really hard to get an old lady to hold still. But because of, like, Parkinson's and shit? No, why would I even imply that, Matt? That's just fucking wrong. But because you kind of were. I'm sorry that your mind went there. <laughs> you kind of Because the, I would never say something like that. You were saying that with your eyes. I totally was not. <laughs> I just... Why are you even trying to put that evil on me? It's all in your head, Matt. I'm sorry that when you think of old people, you automatically think of Parkinson's. I can't help you. No, my first thought is Alzheimer's when I think of old people <laughs> or dementia. Thank you. <laughs> and do you know how hard it is to convince an old lady to wear a neck appliance when they have Alzheimer's or dementia? I, I'm guessing pretty easy. They don't know what's happening from one minute to the next. You would think that, but then when they get confused and tear it off, then you gotta reset and go back to one. Why do we know this? I don't know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Could you rephrase the question? Why do you have five guys in suits again in the office? That's how it works. Fuck. Back to the review. All right. Just because uh, you don't want to talk about this movie, goddammit. Well, neither do you. I'm sorry you feel that <laughs> way. <laughs> But she didn't lock her back door. My kind of mom, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, huh, that's one who doesn't want to be a mom again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, leaving <laughs> that back door open for some rear entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad we didn't get to see any of that kind of stuff in this film. Yeah, I'm sorry you felt like you deserved to see that. I mean, it's not like I feel like I deserve. I would just enjoy it. <laughs> there's a want. Uh, <laughs> I need it. There's, there's a want. There would be a need. And then sometimes that gets put into urban legend, and that's the yeah. best part of the movie. Yes. 
Yes. The only good part of that movie. Ah, uh, there's well, some other stuff. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the what was the lead actress's name there? Uh, oh, the Noxima chick. Re- yeah, yeah. Rebecca Gayhart. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Her crazy eyes are. Yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> and I shouldn't enjoy crazy eyes as much as I do. They should. See, that's why I like. There's there, there's a problem with me. Like I I'm like easy for a predator to kill because you would think crazy eyes. You take flight. You run. And I'm like, no, that draws me in. All right, what are we doing? <laughs> Those eyes signify that you may be good in bed. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> so I'm getting black widowed or praying mantis later. Whatever. It's Does, all good. Doesn't matter. Had sex. <laughs> so male of you. But anyway, back to the man in the back seat. Tie someone down unwillingly. Oh, no, no, not unwillingly. Never. Oh, okay. There is a proper technique to tying someone down so they can't get out. How do you know that technique? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, okay. How do you know how to tie someone down so they can't get out? Did I say that? Yeah. No, I just said that there's a proper way to do it. How do you know that? I just recognize the improper technique. I how, don't know the proper technique. How, how do you recognize an improper technique? I know how to tie knots because I was in Boy Scouts. I don't think you were. No, I was. Oh, were you? I made it all the way up to life rank before I got kicked out for being an atheist. Oh. Was, was that right before Eagle Scout? Or Yeah, that's the last stop, stop before, before Eagle. Eagle Scout. Yeah. Before you really have to give everything to God and country. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah. But yes, that's how I learned how to tie knots. I don't think you're telling me the truth. No, I was. I was a Boy Scout. Now, I, I know that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I don't think that's how you know how to tie those knots. Well, I mean, you learn by doing, so... Yeah. If you know how to lash things together in such a way that they will support weight, like when you're building things, uh-huh. by lashing things together, like, you know, several pieces of, like, tree trunks and things, you then know how to lash wrists to other things. It's the principles are the same. Lashing things together I, so I, they don't I come I still loose. think you maybe did some other research. <laughs> what is this? The fucking Senate? Why are you interrogating me? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to start talking about Sorry. my proclivities for tying people Sorry, up? Sorry, Mr. Psyop out of Nebraska, you will answer the question. I, I absolutely will not. <laughs> what are your 15 lawyers probably helping out here? It's one of those front class bras. Yeah, and yeah. So, I always, I always, I, I always, I got mad at those once because I, I've only was ever with one girl who had a front class bra. Uh-huh. I didn't realize it. I went to the back to go and do it. I was like, wait, what the hell's like going on here? The uh-huh. first time we were together like that, she goes, oh, it's a front. I'm like, I didn't even know they made those. <laughs> oh man, I have a really good story that I cannot tell because it will get me in so much fucking trouble about front class bras. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, yeah. it, it was it was confusing. <laughs> I may or may not have or have not practiced opening both variations just in case. Good job. Good and thing. Then, I didn't even know the other one existed. And in my younger days, I may or may not have or have not figured out how to check for front or rear class with a simple, innocent, quote-unquote, back rub while hugging. Good job. Yeah. I'm no, just going back. I can see the ability to check for class when a hug. I get in the that. Back, in, in the back. The back. Check, yeah, yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah. that I, that I can actually finally see. See, just no one fucking told me that there are front class bras. You know, there should be a class. <laughs> There was, Matt, but unfortunately, you didn't go to high school with me. Really? Oh, oh, I get it. You were teaching the kids. I gotcha. Um, I'm a bad person. I'm such a bad person. You're not a great person, but so far, you're not, like, horrible. I mean, like... I always got permission. It's not like I just started unhooking stuff randomly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That would never happen. There were girls in my school, like, once bras started to be worn, that there were, like, asshole girls who would unclasp girls' bras, like, over their shirts. 
shirts just in the hallways. Like, you'd hear them yell at each other about it. <laughs> that became like a fucking game in my fucking junior high school. I'm pretty sure that that happens everywhere. Yeah, I was just like, kind of hurt wrong. I was like, holy shit, that seems like an asshole move, but... <laughs> I mean, you know, what am I going to do? It's such a good thing that bullying is no longer a thing. Yeah, right. Except for on this show. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and do your notes. All right. Poser. Oh, man. Shut up. No one's ever loved you. <laughs> huh? Well, that's true. You are so fucking creepy. I'm a horrible person, man. You are. You are. No, I'm not going to say that. That would be really fucking bad. Yeah, let's not go yeah, into I'm that. I was going to go into that. If you're willingly editing something that you're saying before you said it, it's going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be bad. It was like, oh, it was dark. Point those dark cannons at yourself, son. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, you know, man, they were all pointed right at you, too. I was like, mm. <laughs> mercy. Uh, you're just mad because I figured out how to do front and back clasp and where to check for them. <laughs> well, uh, after that one night, I learned where, how to check for them. That was pretty easy, but just, it was just annoying. I never ran into one ever again. It was the only one time in the wild that I ever ran into a front clasp bra. <laughs> Nothing takes care of those like a good switchblade, buddy. Dude. <laughs> with consent? Come on. Okay, because that was darker than what I was going to go with. <laughs> Then she says she's going to head out there to try to stall Luthor. Uh, <laughs> what are you, Ned Beatty in <laughs> Superman 1 and 2? <laughs> Luthor. Luthor. <laughs> Luthor. Why won't you get up there? There we go. Well, that's what she said. Oh my <laughs> God. Always try to find another